the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are good to go. I didn't hear any music, but that's okay. I still love you. <laughs> I don't I'm Dr. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm Dr. Bill, your radio MD. I got Ken by my side, and we're doing a radio show. And dang, Ken, I, I went back to Restream, which is a streaming service, and they have upgraded their service somewhat. And so now I'm streaming on five different platforms. Thank you kindly. Oh, which uh, ones? What are you on right now? I'm on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Twitch, Twitter, and uh, DrBillRadioMD.com. So you can catch me live somewhere, I'm sure. And catch see you my... live. We're talking about live. and catch you live next week. Next week, we've got a live show. That's right. So, And I'm trying to get Joe to get his butt moving so we can get things set up. But we're going to be at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. And that is about a block east of uh, 66th Street North and about three miles west of I-275. So just get off the uh, the interstate there if you're coming from somewhere outside of the St. Pete area. And we will have a live show. We're going to be set up by 830. So stream on in and you can watch us get ready. And uh, then the show will be from 9 to 10. And then from 10 to 10.30, Ken and I will have a, a meet and greet. And I've got ballpoint pens I'm giving away. They're really nice, Ken. And uh, we've got bumper stickers. And I don't know what else we're going to have, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm some really, mugs, aren't you? going to be giving away some mugs. I'm going to give away 300 mugs to the first 300 people that show up. I forgot about that. And uh, by the way, uh, I don't know. I didn't do a whole lot of marketing for this because it's the first year. I wanted to see what kind of response we would get. But if we get a good response, then I'm going to start the uh, marketing a year in advance because a lot of companies, you know, they don't they don't budget uh, within a short period of time. They have to have six to twelve months to get it into their budget. Did you know that? Uh, it makes a lot of sense. Sure. Yeah, you know, especially like big drug companies or Quest Diagnostics, and and they all say we'd love to do it, but uh, we we need time to get approval from our our sponsor, our uh, our corporate moguls not our sponsors they're corporate moguls so we'll see how it goes i think it's going to be fun and uh, i'm going to build a scaffolding for the for the uh camera i'm going to put joe up there he can be the cameraman <laughs> joe's going to be here no he's coming is I'm he coming gonna, out yeah i don't know if he's coming or not <laughs> i think he's going to be mary here. Up. How, how about mary <laughs> mary could be there sure yeah we'll get her up there we'll put her on camera yeah and uh so we'll we'll see Joe and and Robert this week uh, to get everything set up at the at the uh, at the office. It'll be in the parking lot in the back parking lot. So they'll be parking in the front and next door at the um, at the church and also across the street at uh, one of the other medical buildings that is just, the parking lot is empty on Sunday. So we'll use that. 
and see how it goes. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun, buddy. I am looking forward to it as well. It's going to be delightful if we get a nice crowd out there, especially. So, yeah, Did you hear about Bob Barker? He yeah. passed. 99 years mm-hmm. old. 99. My God. He, I didn't realize how long he was on. Do you know he was on till what, 2008? Something like that, yeah. So that was, what, from the early 70s? So he was like, uh, what, 40 years? Well, you go back to who do you trust? It was Unbelievable. Like, like 20 years before that, you know? So he was. Yeah. He did have the, he was Mr. Game Show, you know? He had the career. Yeah. I'll give it that. And a big animal activist and apparently a real nice guy. So we mourn his passing. And he was a, a, a giant in the daytime show and uh, the game show arena. So have your pets spayed and neutered. That's how so, he, used to, he used to close every show with that. Have your pets so, spayed and neutered. Yeah, get your pets spayed and neutered, and uh, but don't do that to your husband. <laughs> leave, him, leave him alone. Well, if you do, make sure it's a doctor doing it. Don't, <laughs> don't do it yourself. It's not a do-it-at-home project, no. <laughs> so Pergozin, uh he's dead. You knew about that. You know, the head of uh, the Wagner group that led oh, the Oh, yeah, Pergranos or whatever his name was, yeah. Yeah, Pergozin. And uh, so the Belarus uh, president, uh, Alexander Lukashenko, warned him twice. He said, you got to be careful because somebody's going to kill you. <laughs> and Pergozin said, I will die then, damn it. <laughs> okay, well. Sure enough. Congratulations. Yeah, you were right. You were right. And so... So we've had uh, two big names die this past week. Uh, oh, by the way, I had a dream, Ken. I dreamt that uh, I had a heart attack. Oh, my. And, oh, my. And they took me to the hospital, and the doctor pronounced me dead. And he pulled the sheet over my head, and he went out and told my wife, Myung Ju. And she came in crying and sobbing. And then it must have been a rhythm disturbance because I came back to life. And I put my hand down from under the sheet and touched her, and I said, no, honey, I'm still alive. And she slapped my hand and said, no, you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, and so then I'm like, well, well, wait a minute. I'm still alive. She says, the doctor pronounced you dead and that's it. Don't argue with me. <laughs> Once the paperwork's been done, you're dead, doc. You're dead. That's yeah. it. It's all over. It's all over. <laughs> all right. So now in, in uh, Fukushima, we've got uh, big problems there. Everything's getting stirred up because of the, uh, release of water from the, the the nuclear plant there back into the ocean and so everybody's getting upset and worried and uh, the women are all carrying on and crying because they're afraid that their kids are all going to be poisoned by the seafood and the seafood markets are having a hard time too so uh, what are we going to do well what what else can you do with that water bury it underground somewhere that's not going to that's not going to be any good either I think come back. I, yeah, I think that uh, I think that what we can do is is just realize that it's not going to be uh, uh, that big of a threat. That the real threat is uh, here. We go. I got it now. I got the Fukushima up there in the background. You see her? Oh yeah, this lovely plant. Yeah. So the the real threat is the heavy metals because uh, there's going to be trace amounts of heavy metals along with the uh, radioactive uh, uh, waste. But there's really not that much radioactive waste. You know, they filter this stuff uh, and 
over and over and over again. So, but it'll be very small amounts of mercury that'll get into the water. And the Japanese are very concerned about this because in the early 60s, uh, late 50s, when they first started processing uh, for nuclear material for their nuclear reactors, uh, there was a big release of mercury into the into some of the bays, and uh, uh, there were some kids that were permanently brain damaged after eating seafood. You know, they're a big seafood eating country like the Koreans. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I understand the concern, but I, I don't think that it's going to be that big of a deal. But I'll let you know when I go over there. We're, we're going to be north and then south of Fukushima. We we will probably pass it on the bullet train, but we'll be going so fast I won't be able to see it. Well, you might want to stay away from the seafood. Eh, I'm not worried about that. You know, I lived in I lived on Watts Bar Reservoir in uh, eastern Tennessee for six months. And that was the lake that uh, uh, Oak Ridge plant discharged into. You know, Oak Ridge is where we initially uh, purified the uranium, the U-235, to make the bomb back in the 40s. And uh, they're, they're big centrifuges, and they use mercury to, uh, to uh, process it and get the, get the uh, U-235 separated out from the U-238. The U-235 is the radioactive part, and it's a, you know, it's less than one percent of the total uranium ore, and uh, and then they had to discharge all this stuff, and they didn't know where to do it, so they discharged it into Watchbar uh, Lake, into the reservoir, which was the first of the Tennessee Valley reservoirs, and so there was a warning that you should not eat any fish you caught in the main channel of Watchbar Reservoir because loaded with mercury. So. It's not uncommon uh, to have these problems with nuclear reactors, but we're doing a better job now of purifying out the heavy metals. Uh, and you know, the radioactivity is is uh, from the uh, from the uranium and the plutonium and the other byproducts, the daughters of uh, the breakdown daughters of of these uh, heavy metals, and and they will be around for a while. There's no doubt about it, but. If you purify it out, Ken, and, and you bury it, it should be okay. I'm not that worried for the Japanese. Well, in the water, wouldn't it be diluted by the ocean as it churns up? Yeah, and then, you know, it's it's, it's a heavy metal, so once it forms a salt, it's going to sink to the bottom anyway, and it'll eventually be ground back into the Earth's crust. So that's yeah. the way it is. I still think we need more of them. More nuclear power plants. Oh, yeah, we absolutely do. And... uh and we can find safer and safer ways of disposing of, of everything. It, it It's not an impossible task. We just have to want to do it, and we've got to get the left wing uh, to not be so paranoid about every little thing. You know, there's a lot of weenies on the left. Did you know that? <laughs> you know what? I noticed that. <laughs> it's funny you should say that, Doc. And the latest polls show that uh, half of Democrats have a negative impression of the Republican Party and 60 percent of Republicans have a negative impression of the Democratic Party. I think those numbers are probably higher. They probably, you know, we're taking that poll somewhere up in New York where people are still a little bit more middle of the road in some areas, but I don't know. Sane, you mean? Yeah. Well, well, you, you know, tribalism is taking over our politics, but th- this isn't this isn't uh, unusual. I mean, our brains are set up for conflict, and we have natural biases, and we want to identify with a group, 
And so when somebody like President Trump says, they're not only out to get me, they're coming for you too, then he pulls a lot of people into his tribe because they feel like they are part of that uh, larger group that uh, is going to resist being overwhelmed by the left. And there may be some intellectualism there, but there may also be a lot of emotion involved. You know, I think that it's just human nature. If you don't have some natural biases and prejudices, then somebody's going to walk into your camp that you don't know, and they're going to shoot you or kill you or enslave you or whatever. And uh, so it's it's a good idea to have a little bit of uh, suspicion when you come across something new and different or something that's way out of your comfort zone. Maybe that's Trust why. Me. Maybe that's why I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. I've been a Cub fan so many years. Yeah, I you mean, know, you get these rivalries going, and they just go on forever. I know, and you know, we're well, look at the Middle the, East. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that goes on and on and on. They've been fighting for thousands of years, and. Uh, one of the guys at the lunch table said, well, it's Islam that's doing this. I said, are you kidding? They were fighting 3,000 years before Islam existed. Um, they're just, they like to fight, I think. Yeah, probably. I think so, yeah. So. But so do we. I mean, we've had uh, one Bush war after one little war after another. And uh, we tried to stay out of the big ones, but uh, that didn't work out so well. Actually prolonged both of the First and Second World War. And when we came in, that that that's when everything started to turn. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we have to use some common sense. And even though no one likes war, no one wants to see anybody hurt. Sometimes you got to do it, Ken. Sometimes you oh, just got to. World War II was a just war from our position. Well, I think most of our wars have been just. I'm, I'm, I would say that the least just in terms of debate was the Mexican-American War, and Lincoln was very critical of Polk for that, as you know. Um, Polk, uh, he probably stirred it up some, and but uh, in his defense, we did offer to buy all that land from Mexico, and they said no, and not only did they say no, Santa Ana sent his army with him at the head of it north to retake Texas. Texas had been independent for, what, almost a decade, and he decided that his poll numbers were falling in Mexico City. So he, <laughs> he really did. He was losing popularity. He said, well, then let's let's whip up a little xenophobia and go get the Texans back. Well, they attacked, so we had to defend ourselves. Well, we actually were probably the first, we struck the first blow. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, I mean, you have to think of it in terms of if you have an army marching at you, do you wait till they come and punch you in the nose? Well, no. No, no. I would say go ahead and, and jump in the fray and and, uh, and have at it. So in, in Polk's defense, I would say that uh, it was probably a little iffy, but uh, I certainly have no problems with the outcome of it. And we did end up buying all that land from Mexico, less the cost of war. Did you know that? I didn't know we uh, actually bought it. We actually ended up buying all that land in the southwest uh, that was west of uh, Texas, and and uh, that included parts of Colorado, too, I believe, all the way up to northern California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. Um, you know, it was a big swath of land there. Mostly little... desert, though. Mostly useless. At least for, until we got the irrigation aspect of it settled. Yeah, well, you know, and and it was so sparsely populated. I mean, you know, there were a few 
small towns up and down the Mex uh, the California coast, and uh, Santa Fe was there, uh, but there really wasn't a whole lot there. Uh, I think there were some Indian tribes that got displaced once we took it over, but I think that a lot of the uh, uh, the southwestern Indian tribes never left their native lands, and we just gave it to them or whatever they did back yeah. then, you know, the, yeah. the treaties that were made. But uh, that's that's the story, and I, I, you know, and I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with tribalism, as long as you inject some uh, rationality into it, so to speak. And there was a young soldier in the Mexican-American War. He was um, a captain, and he had a great idea. He said, "We're going to take this this what was an early jeep, let's call it. Okay, you know, we're going to take it, and I'm going to mount a." Gatling gun on top of it, and let's see what how how how, how the uh, Mexicans like that. And his name was George S. Patton. He later developed the tank from this one idea of putting a Gatling gun on like a jeep, like uh, just a car, a truck, and he just was- and he just followed these guys around, just shooting that Gatling gun and taking them off their horses. And the army yeah, was pretty impressed with that- the guy. Wasn't that the Spanish-American War? Maybe that was the Spanish-American War. I was, you sure it wasn't Mexico? Think, what year was uh, the Mexican War? The Mexican War was in the 1840s, so I think you're... 40, you're, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. Yeah, yeah he would have been too old. You're right. So it must have been the next one. the late 1890s, early... Yeah, that, that would have been right. Yeah, Spanish, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got my wars mixed up. But yeah, he invented the... Uh, he just put a machine gun on top of a car or something and started blowing people away. He said, hey, this works pretty well. Yeah, it worked well. And uh, we still have Gatling guns on mounted on helicopters. Did you know that? Oh, sure. They're they're still in airplanes. Yeah, still in airplanes and helicopters. Somebody's fifty cal, man. They'll take your car right out. And the 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 logic of that, Ken, is that the barrels get so hot uh, when you're firing a machine gun. If you have a rotating barrel, so that you have eight or ten barrels going, then gives them a, a little chance to cool down, and you can fire more and faster. I think later they developed like a water cooling system, too, as well. So, Yeah, yeah. But Patton, well, those were, Patton was the first one to put it on a truck. He is, uh, or he was, uh, a great warrior. He kind of got everybody upset, though, in the hierarchy there. I don't think Omar Bradley liked him very much. Yeah, they were Not, kind of in competition, I think. Well, Bradley had worked for him, and Bradley thought he was a jackass and <laughs> pompous, and uh, uh, but Omar was a little bit more timid, and he was, you know, more of a nice guy. But boy, Patton's men loved him; they just loved him. Yeah, he got results, and that's all that mattered. He got results, and uh, when you get good results, you have less casualties. That's, that's right. The, that's the same in medicine. If you have good good outcome then you have less people that are uh, dead and dying. You know, you, you save them by being aggressive and getting in there and making sure the outcomes are, are positive and not negative. And there's no guarantee, though. Yeah. I guess the Ukrainians are making some progress now. I've been reading a couple of articles where they're breaking through some of the defenses there. Well, they're good, and, and they we need to help them, and I'm sure that they're feeling a little bit more uh, sanguine, a little bit more positive about their situation now that several countries have uh, agreed to give them F-16s. I think I saw that, uh, I don't know if it was Norway or Sweden has agreed to give them some of their fighter jets. 
And uh, of course, the Netherlands, we okayed that. And uh, I don't know how they're doing on tanks. Did we ever get any tanks over there? They didn't do well in the minefield. Uh, they, they lost a few, uh, quite a few. A lot of the German Tiger tanks, I think they were called still, but um, they were uh, blown up pretty easily by the mines. That's where they're weakest. Tanks are weakest on the bottom. Yep. So. And if you can get around the, to the rear, you can take them out. But the the uh, the Abrams tanks, they have such heavy... Uh, and and high-tech armor around them you know they have those uh clay skirts on them have you seen those things mm, not sure to tell you the truth they they absorb uh some of the uh, impact and they act like a bulletproof vest uh you, you know how the bulletproof vest will give way uh, and and allow the bullet to to uh, kind of flatten out up against them and disperse the energy from the bullet are these uh, protecting the tracks the tank tracks I don't think they go over the tracks. No. I think they, they just go down the side. So the tracks are vulnerable, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, But they, they're doing I, one thing that's interesting. I like the, We were giving them the um, uh, cluster bombs. They're taking them apart, and they're taking the individual bomb clusters and attaching them to drones so they're small enough so they can bomb from a drone. I thought that was a pretty unique idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. And there, a few months ago, there was a video of a Russian kid uh, who was surrendering to a, a drone because <laughs> it had one of those bombs on it. That's a, you know, smart move, kids. Well, yeah, yeah. And somebody uh, defected with a helicopter yesterday. A Russian defected with a helicopter the other day. Oh, did he? Took yeah, out he with a... yeah, it was. It was something. He was. It was. He was in communication with the with the Ukrainians for a couple of weeks, I guess, and they had it all set up so. He just took off, and he had two other Russian soldiers in there, and they didn't realize they were going the wrong direction until he was coming in pretty much for a landing, and they all freaked out on the helicopter. And they're prisoners of war now, I guess. Unless they defect. Well, unless they escape. Escape. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't blame them. I I would not want to... uh, be conscripted to go into that battle, and especially with with a larger war looming. I mean, right now we're in a proxy war with uh, with Russia, and I guess indirectly with China and and uh, Iran and North Korea now, huh? Because they're helping the Russians, supplying them with uh, arms, et cetera, and buying goods from them. But uh, are we watching history repeat itself now? Are we coming up with a new axis here? Yeah, and I think that, you know, I said this when the whole thing started a year ago. I think this is the beginning of a World War III, unless, again, the, the, the wild card has been how well the Ukrainians have performed. I mean, unbelievable uh, that, that a country the size of Russia with probably twice the population, three times the population, can't subdue these people. <laughs> you got to you gotta give, them a, 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 give them a hand. I mean, well, I'm astounded. Yeah, I, I was. I thought it'd be over in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And so, if the Ukrainians can defeat them, then uh, and kick them out, then I think we're going to avoid a world war. But if the Russians keep pushing and get in there, then eventually they're going to want Poland and the Baltics, and uh, it's it's going to be a mess, uh, similar to pre World War II, a real mess. But. Uh, I don't know how you uh, how you do it other than to support these people. And uh, Ramaswamy on the 
on the debate stage said he did not want to support the Ukrainians and he he didn't say he wouldn't defend Taiwan but he he said let's bring the chip manufacturing from Taiwan back over here and uh, then it won't be as big of a problem if if China does take Taiwan back and I I, I don't think he's ready for the uh, for the prime time <laughs> nice guy you know and he he's a he's a, a just a a real nice presence uh, on the on the stage. I mean, he he's a likable person. He's nice looking. He's very articulate. But I really don't think he has a full grasp of um, world affairs. Yeah, yeah, the foreign policy. And and even Nikki Haley attacked him and said, you know, you don't you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have any experience. We don't have a choice. We don't have a choice. And some of the guys in the lunchroom are like, why are we sending our money to the Ukraine when we need to use it here? I said, first of all, it's not your money. It's the people's money. It's called taxes. And if you don't like it, then vote out the people that are in and get somebody else in there. I said, secondly, we're the, we're the big boy on the block. We're the world power, and we have to make sure that the world stays safe for democracy. Uh, if it's not safe for democracy, then guess who's not safe? Everybody. Us. Yeah, yeah. everybody. <laughs> And, I mean, we see this in the Caribbean Basin. We see it in South America. Uh, you know, why they allowed Cuba to ever exist uh, back in the 60s, uh, the Democrats, the idiots, and uh, why we didn't go back into Venezuela. I mean, we've been in and out of Venezuela two or three times with Marines uh, calming things down there. But I'll say one thing for Herbert Walker Bush, George Bush the first. at least he went into uh, – into, uh, was it Nicaragua? No, Panama, wasn't it? Oh, it was, Pan- it was Reagan. Wasn't that Reagan? Was did, did he, he went into under- Panama. Might have been Clinton. I can't remember what year that was. Yeah, yeah. There was and Noriega took Noriega. I remember that. Yeah, they picked him up, and took him out, and he's still in jail. Is he still alive? Really? Yeah, I think he's still alive somewhere. I think he's in a jail in Florida somewhere. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna see if he'll be my pen pal. <laughs> He's probably demented by now. Oh, yeah. I have parked in a nursing home somewhere. Then they, he, 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 it was like a siege, if I remember correctly, for a while. They were playing loud music to keep him up all night, and they had this place surrounded. Finally, I guess he surrendered. Yeah, there was some uh, gunfire, too. I think oh, yeah. they were fighting us. Yep. Not long, but they did. Yeah. And yeah. not successfully either. No. I mean, you know, come on. If you're a, a pipsqueak uh, country, don't take on. The, the largest military machine <laughs> in the world. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And then we gave him the Panama Canal back. That one I never understood, but that was well, Carter. Uh, That's that, Carter, you know. That was Carter. He started that back in the in the, in the late 70s. What a yahoo. Yeah, he said near the end of his uh, his run, though, his uh, grandson says he's demented and in hospice. So yeah. he'll be gone soon, and the Democrats will make a saint out of him and you know, oh, he started Habitat for Humanity. I'm thinking, you know what? Herbert Hoover helped millions of people after World War One and World War Two with his charitable work. And uh, how many how many Habitats for Humanity? How many homes can you build for people? Come on, I mean that that's a huge waste of time and effort. There's a lot better things that we can do uh, than uh, running around and building one home at a time. And you know what? One of those things is. Taking a break. Taking a break. Going out going out to a party next week. 
Absolutely. It's going to be a party, not just a show. It's going to be a party. Come on out. It's a party, baby. We got things to give away and mugs and uh, I don't know. Should we have some confetti or what? <laughs> no, we don't want to pollute now. It, it's rice. You can't throw at a wedding now. You can't throw the rice. You can throw the confetti, I guess. That's right. And we're at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. That is about a block east of 66th Street North, which is about a mile north of the Tyrone Mall. And then we're about three miles from the interstate if you're coming from uh, from the east side there. You head west, take the west exit, come on down about three miles, and you'll see us. Uh, should and, be a bunch of cars. And, and we're going to be giving away three things, three initial gifts to the first folks who show up name one of them that's today's question name one of the three prizes you'll get just for showing up at there next week's go. live broadcast there you go we'll be right back i'm dr bill your radio md i should give him the phone number here too i guess huh 877 877-969-8600 the first caller with the correct answer wins two dr bill your radio md coffee mugs again that's 877-969-8600 877-969-8600 one, uh, just name one of the three items you'll get when you show up at next week's live show. All right. There you go, buddy. All right. We, we will be back. Don't you go anywhere. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Investigators say in the first moments of the Maui fires when high winds brought down power poles slapping electrified wires into the dry grass below, there's a reason the flames erupted all at once. Those wires were bare and uninsulated. Videos and images analyzed by the AP confirm the wires are amongst miles of line that Hawaiian Electric Company left naked to the weather and often thick foliage despite a recent push by utilities and other wildfire and hurricane-prone areas to cover their lines or bury them underground. For former President Donald Trump, a picture is worth more than $7 million. Mr. Trump's campaign says he's raised $7.1 million since Thursday when he was booked at the Fulton County Jail in Georgia and his mugshot released. And forecasters say there could be a hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico by the middle of this week. This is SRN News. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com. 93.7 FM. W229DJ Dunedin. By downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical. Located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Full service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an in-office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. 
For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket cost a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. The latest from AccuWeather at the top and bottom of the hour, only on AM860, The Answer. Today, partly sunny. It'll be a hot one. Thunderstorm or two for the afternoon. The high today, 95. A thunderstorm early this evening. Otherwise, partly cloudy. Low tonight, 79. Cloudy and warm Monday, a thunderstorm. High 94. Shower and a heavy thunderstorm on Tuesday, the high 92. Plan with confidence at AccuWeather.com. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Steve Williams for AM860, The Answer. All right, Doc, we got ourselves a winner. Doc, you there, buddy? I am. All I, right. We got I had our... myself on mute so that people didn't hear me burping. Ah, we got our winner. Who we got? We got Diane Woodrow down in Bradenton. Diane wow. Woodrow. Is our caller. She had the correct answer. She knew she's going to be getting a mug if she showed up next week. And uh, she gets two mugs today just for having the right answer. So congratulations. She's going to have three mugs. She's going to have three mugs. One more, she gets a full set. Yeah, you get a full set, then you can have a tea party. You're going to have to become a patient to get that last fourth one. Come on in. Diane, Diane, thanks for calling. Thanks to everybody who tried. And uh, we'll see you all next week at the live show. So you can get your mugs as well. Diane, it's wonderful to have you, and we appreciate everybody who's out there listening, and uh, I'll get those mugs out to you. It's going to be a busy week, so if you don't get it uh, until next week or the week after or next year, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> well, no, Diane, Diane says she's going to try and get up here. So that's a, that's a, All right. Come on up, Diane. We'd love to have you, girl. Just a quick trip across the Skyway Bridge for her. Yeah, it's, it's not far from Bradenton. It's about maybe 20 minutes to the... Uh, to the 38th Avenue exit. Yeah. In three miles, as, as long as you hit the lights right, that's that's like five more minutes. That's no big deal. And in those school buses, it'll be a Sunday. Everything will be fine. Yeah. And, you know, any old ladies on the street, just run them over. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's, don't do that, <laughs> no, Diane. No, please. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to get kicked off of uh, YouTube again. <laughs> yeah, watch out, Doc. That's right. They don't fool around there. So I, I brought up in the background, uh, it's not a very good picture of the pin, but you can see a little bit of the logo, and it looks pretty good, Ken. I it, think they're, it's, yeah, great. They're, they're nice pins, I'm telling you. I paid uh, almost as much for a pin as I did for a mug. Wow. So that should be a good little present to give away, and we'll three, we have 300 mugs we'll give away, and then Joe said get bumper stickers, so I got 2,000. Well, give those away forever, you see. 
Yeah, well, we can just plaster them on anybody who stops at the traffic light. That's right. Like, right out you know, like, a, like a panhandler. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have fun. It's going to oh, be, be a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a big thing out now about wealthy people getting full body scans. And uh, is it a good thing or not? And you, they're going to these clinics that will do MRIs of everything from your from your brain down to your toes. And uh, you can also go see uh, clinics that have a CT scanner, and they'll do that. And there's also the DEXA scan, which is uh, a way of detecting uh, osteoporosis and osteopenia, which are when you have uh, loss of calcium in your bone and your bones get brittle, which is not uncommon, especially for older women, uh, unless they're taking the proper medications and vitamin D3 and all that. And so there's a big debate now that's starting up in the medical world as to whether or not this is a good thing. Well, I mean, you know, if you want to pay to get a full body scan, I say pay. Now, one of the uh, doctors in the preventative medicine world, who's a big wig, she says, yeah, but you have such a high false positive rate, which is a, in one study about 16%, which I don't think is that big of a deal. Uh, then you have people that are coming into the doctor and asking for further workup uh, and that that's going to run up the cost of health care. You know what? If you're paying cash, who cares? What What's the difference? Um, I, I, what's, I the, think, what's the purpose of this, to find something in the making? You, well, you can find early, uh, very early uh, uh, tumors or brain defects or uh, uh, Parkinson's disease or dementia. Um, in the chest, you can find with a CT scan. Now, we, we do recommend that if you're a smoker, you get a CT of the chest as a screen, and uh, that does pick up cancers early. Uh, and uh, then you can also see things in the belly that you may not see with the, uh, with the colonoscope or the gastroscope. So there, there's some sense to it, but uh, probably the chest is the big thing. And the, the CT scan of the chest and people who smoke, that is recommended now as a screening device. So did we get yours yet, Ken? No, we've just done x-rays. All right. Well, when you come in, remind me and we'll get that set up or text me today and I'll I'll tell the girls to get that set up for you. You can go over there on your side of the of the bay. Maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, you want to know. Yes, you do. I mean, if it's early, it can be cured. I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Don't you want to live? Uh, for a little while yet. I'm, not, I'm in no hurry to leave. No. Okay, well, then, because, I mean, I can't do this show alone. Depends on how Social Security turns out. I mean, if it's broke by the time I get there, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no point. <laughs> Apparently, Congress has passed some kind of a law recently in the past several months. They're, they're going to allow us to have an increase in, in Medicare fees uh, because we haven't had any for six, seven, eight, um, probably a decade or more now. Uh, I think it was around 2010 that that uh, – uh, cost-saving plan went in and everything was going to be reduced. And we didn't get any raises for for a decade. I mean, you know, maybe a half a percent or one percent, which didn't keep up with inflation. So now they're going to raise that, uh, which I think shows that uh, they're concerned about a decrease in the in the virtual number of physicians that are, are out there. You know, a lot of the women that are going into medicine, they don't want to work the way the men used to. They don't want to do a 80 hour a week. They want a 40 hour a week. Well, right there, you're going to cut your, your, uh, your number of troops in the field in half. You know, it's, it's, it's a big problem we're, we're facing. 
And uh, so healthcare plus with all the inflation lately, it's uh, our incomes have, have gone down. You say, well, we don't feel that sorry for you, doc, because you make big money. Relatively, I guess we do, but uh, still you don't want to discourage people from coming into such a wonderful profession. You should come into it because you love it, but you should also expect to be rewarded for the hard work that you put in, Ken. Getting a call here, Doc. Hang on a second. Sure. I'll keep talking while you get on the call. So the full body scan, um, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, should you do it? I, I, I don't know if you uh, if you think that you might have something uh, early, then I would say, yeah, go ahead and get it. And, you know, the cost is is relatively cheap now. We can get an MRI for $250, bucks. Uh, whole body probably do it for a grand. Uh, at one of the imaging centers. But again, the CT of the chest, that's that's really important. I would advise you, if you're a smoker, to ask your doctor to go ahead and get a screening CT of your chest. And speaking of health care, the Canadian foreign minister says Canada is preparing a game plan in case of a far-right shift in the U.S. So apparently the Canadian politicians are worried and wringing their hands because of the march to the right in the United States and in Western Europe. And uh, I don't know what they think they're going to do, how they're going to approach it, but they see the far right. They think that's authoritarian, which means that they don't want to see transgender um, operations outlawed and, uh, uh, you know, a, a step on the, on the craziness that's going on in the world with all this, sexual nonsense people thinking that they're a woman when they're a man or a man when they're a woman i don't know how well you... here's a guy who's all man oh you got captain on i got the captain on captain hey captain good morning good morning buddy how you doing doing pretty good i listen i gotta check a rumor you do it i heard a rumor that somebody was going to be somewhere next sunday at about what nine o'clock in the morning he better be <laughs> his name is what's his name again captain what uh frank smith, frank smith. <laughs> oh my God. no I, I i plan on being there i think you're going to have a good a good day uh the the hurricane would soon to be adalia will be gone by then well that's good news yes yeah i think hard to do a radio show outside when there's a hurricane blowing yeah, I think it'll be fine. And plus, you don't know where that thing's going to go. And they they make these predictions and get us all stirred up, and everybody's out filling sandbags and nailing uh, plywood on their windows, and then it goes to New Orleans. So, <laughs> well, this fine. one's going to the, this one's going to the Panhandle, Doc. But we're going to be on the right side of it. And that's never the place to be. We'll get a little bit of wind, a little bit of rain, not a lot, but a little. Nothing like Ian. So, nope, nope, nope. Oh no, 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 no. But well, yeah, you're going to be there next week, right? Oh, yes, sir. I really am. And uh, I'll be easy to spot. I'll be the one with the shirt that says the captain on it. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come out and meet a true American hero, there's a guy right there. No, the heroes are the guys that died. You know that. Well, you've done pretty good throughout your your uh, lifetime here, buddy. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that. If you're out there and you're working and you're trying to do something positive and adding to the society and not taking away from the society, then to me, you're a hero. You're a hero. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And uh, anybody who works in a fire department to me is a hero. Police department also a hero. Anybody who raises a kid is a hero. <laughs> no, I managed to do that. I'm not sure I'm a hero, Doc. <laughs> yeah, you are. How'd, how'd your girls turn out? Uh, well, pretty good, actually. You know, one there owns a house, go. has a master's degree. The other one's wants to be a singer. So, you know, it goes either way. You can never tell. A singer? A singer. Well, they're not taking after you. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard him sing, Doc. Yeah, it's nothing to write home about. Well, wait a minute. He's got a radio voice. But that, that doesn't necessarily true. that doesn't necessarily mean you can sing. <laughs> well, Captain, well, we're, I, we're 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 grateful you're coming out. We really are. I appreciate yeah. it. And I look forward to seeing you there too, Ken. You're going to be there. Yes, I will. Sitting right next to the Doc. And so. of course, the Doc will be easy to spot. He'll be the one with the. Uh, let's see there. He's going to be wearing his. Uh, his uh, golf attire, I'm sure. You know, I love golf, but I can't play it because of my neck injury, Captain. Uh, well, just throw the ball. Just throw the ball. <laughs> throw it. Okay. Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Bring a baseball bat with you. Just toss it up in the air and give it a hit. Hey, there you go. That'll work. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't, right, I'll see you guys. I'll see you guys later. Thanks very much. Thank you, Captain. We look forward to seeing you next week, buddy. A lot of ladies are going to come out to see the captain. They love the captain. Yep, they do indeed. So the Canadians are all worried and wringing their hands. <clears throat> About what? Meanwhile, the conservatives here are praising Ramaswamy because he's talking about uh, the epidemic of fatherless homes in the United States. And uh, he talked about his family who came from India. His parents came with nothing in their pockets and have done well, raised their kids, held their family together. And uh, he attributes his success to a uh, two-parent family with strong morals and values. And uh, this is not a new argument, Ken. I mean, Sir Thomas More, you remember Sir Thomas More? He worked for Henry VIII until he got his head chopped off. <laughs> well, there's a lot of that going around back then. Yeah. There was, yeah, well, apparently there's still some going on here. I mean, I wouldn't want to get on Hillary's wrong side. <laughs> you may not get your head chopped off, but you'll end up hanging from a noose in a in a cell. Yeah, he'll laugh at you, too, for a while. Yep. But Thomas More said that, uh, and I'll paraphrase what he said. Basically, he said, look, if you don't educate your children and you don't teach them uh, manners and morals and values, they're going to grow up to be thieves and uh, so what have you accomplished what have you, they'll grow up to be criminals and so what have you accomplished and what are we doing now we have an increasing number of illiterate kids in the 21st century kid in the 21st century crime is up uh, and, and not just uh, mass murders i mean petty theft and smash and grab and run all this has gone up tremendously and you can say well part of this is a pandemic and it may very well be but those folks were were latent anyway, and they just grabbed the opportunity that came along. So we got to get back to the basics. It all uh, begins in the home. It really does. The, the home and education and morals and values. And, you know, I've said this before. I'm not a real religious guy, but I see some value in sending kids to uh, schools that teach religion. And I don't care what it is, as long as there's some morals and values attached to it. And most of the morals and values, the basics are pretty much similar. Even even uh, Islam, uh, the, the kids that go to the 
Islamic schools, they're, they're, they're pretty well indoctrinated, just like the Catholic kids are. And um, the kids who go to the Jewish schools get in, some indoctrination, and, and the kids who go to these Christian schools, they get some indoctrination. And there's nothing wrong with that, Ken. I mean, if the indoctrination is that to get along in society, you have to be a decent person and you have to have morals and values. You got to go to work. You got to take care of your family. I mean, these are all good values, in my opinion. I don't know what you think, but. Oh, no, absolutely. You know, and uh, just follow the golden rule and you'll be okay. Yep. Golden rule is, is that the one? Do one to others as uh, they will shoot you, right? Or something like that. I right? thought it was shoot first and then <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 wait, 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 that's, that's a Clint Eastwood movie. Um, There's one of the doctor, is that one of your Dr. Bill Muggs? Uh, that is the, uh, no, I. Not the official one. Uh-oh. Oh, that's nice. I like that. That's my little horsey mug. I've been carrying that around for decades from Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville Stoneware. All right. And uh, the, the wife hadn't dropped that one yet. We had some heavy mugs like that and she didn't like it. So she dropped one and. So I matched her one day and knocked the other one off the counter. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of that. <laughs> well, mortgage rates are going up. Long-term mortgage rates are up to 7.23%, and that's the highest since 2001. And Wall Street's wringing its hands because they think that uh, long-term rates are going to stay up for a while. And it's also hurting the the real estate industry. You know, we've got that 20-acre commercial lot up in Citrus Springs, and I've got it up for sale, but my uh, realtor says don't expect much because the interest rates are just too high. So, uh, twenty acres, twenty acres. It's zoned commercial for a shopping center. Well, I can't, I can't afford to put up one. You got some money? You want to jump in with me? Not enough to develop a shopping center, I don't think. And right now, I don't think shopping centers are are uh, are, are on the drawing board for for the commercial real estate people. The, no, malls are a thing of the past now. Yeah. And, and there's a glut of Walmarts and Publix and Winn-Dixies. And, and so there's a lot of competition in the, the, uh, the purchasing uh, uh, practices of people are, are changing during the pandemic. You know, things like uh, home gym equipment and hand sanitizer and toilet paper and uh, different things that we thought were important at that point in time. They're all falling now. So like Peloton, you know, the big... The big uh, home gym company, uh, they're seeing their stock go down and uh, uh, some of the upper end clothing stores. And uh, uh, so it's it's a real problem. I see where Target, even Target's gone down partly because of their own uh, nonsense, but partly because of the change in the um, habits of the American buyer. And uh, people are are not as, there's there's not as much cash readily available because their wages have not kept up with inflation, but even their savings, people are, are being more conservative with what they do with their savings. And uh, I know credit card debt has gone up, but I think the savings has remained relatively stable and hopefully it'll stay that way. So is the recession still coming? No, I don't think so. And if it is, it's going to be a very soft landing. Um, the, uh, Jobless numbers are okay. I mean, we're not losing a lot of jobs. Tech industry is losing some jobs, but they overhired. Well, I, th I think that the job market uh, is just catching back up to the pre-pandemic era and uh, the the push to get people back into the office from home. And we talked about this last week, I think, 
uh, is has been uh, on the forefront of the corporate moguls and and the owners of businesses. Although we have, uh, as you know, we have Beth at home and she's on Zoom. It's, it's kind of interesting because you know people who have not met her and they come in and there's nobody in the front office except for Beth on the on on, a, <laughs> the on screen. A screen. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, "May I help you?" And they, ah! they jump. <laughs> That's going to be, I think, the AI, the AI world in the future for, for oh, yeah. offices like yours. AI will answer, take all the, you know, all of the appointments and everything, keep it all scheduled. And it'll cut out a couple of uh, positions. A uh, little, little but, robot running around the building. Yeah, Robbie the robot. Yeah, Robbie, go get me a ten of uh, cyanide for Ken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I worry about AI. I do. I'm not worried. We've weathered other things. I mean, you know, when gunpowder came along, everybody thought that was the end of the world. When the nuclear bomb came along, everybody thought that was the end of the world. When computers came along, everybody said, oh, we're all going to be replaced by computers. Guess what? They made jobs. Yeah. <laughs> they did. We'll see. We'll see. AI may be different. It may be different. We're in a different era now. Well, we'll see what happens. I, I, I just know in my, in my business, it could take over easily. Well, you know, I think it, I think it couldn't do this of, show. It could never do this show. No, because no, no AI is going to be as much fun and as smart as you and me can. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they may get our voices down, but that's it. Well, that's true. They could steal our voices and start, you know, you could be reading a commercial somewhere in Lompoc, California. You know, um, you know, Pryor Smith, I don't know if you've met Pryor. No, I have not. He he does the Canada Calling uh, news show during the season. Ah, okay. I'm familiar with his work, yes. Yeah, on, on WGUL. And uh, he said that the first time he came down to Florida, to he went to Miami to uh, interview at a radio station. Uh, so that he could start getting his show uh, serialized, you know, get it broadcast uh, throughout different uh, markets in Florida and uh, Arizona, the markets where the Canadians go in the winter. And uh, so he went down to Miami and he was used to a big radio station with news people and engineers and all that. And he went in and he said it was a stinky little building and he didn't think he was in the right place. And he knocked and he went in and he said, is anybody here? And some God, you know, who was handling the the uh, the 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 switchboard there stood up or the, the the equipment and said, "Yeah, I'm here." And he said, "Is this the blah 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 W whatever radio station?" He said, "Yes, yes, it is." And I'm the uh, I'm the GM here. So where is everybody? He says, "Oh, it's all it's all done robotically and automatically." You know, remember when they started doing the uh, broadcasting the shows from all over the country? or two all over the country from one site, kind of a serialized thing. Sure. And uh, he said, you know what? I went back and I realized radio's not going to be around, or at least radio announcers are not going to be around much longer. I bet that we've had uh, probably an 80% decrease in disc jockeys and, and news people over the past several decades. At least, yeah. But, uh, but so I think it's a real worry, especially for people who are in a business like this that is uh, pretty high, high tech and easily manipulated by computers and uh, automated equipment. And uh, you just think about how little equipment we haul around now to do a, a remote show compared to 
40, 50 years ago. Oh, yeah, it used God. to be a van full of equipment to do a remote. <laughs> now yeah, it's you show up with a you know, a little computer in your hand and you're done. Yeah, a computer and a microphone and you got it. And even a good microphone on a on a laptop that's got a, a webcam on it sounds pretty good. We've done a couple of shows from my webcam and, yep. and they sound too bad. Or you can use your cell phone. Doc, my cell phone. I can tell you this, but the show's brought up. We got about 23 seconds left. All right. Give that phone number. 727 384 6411 727 384 and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Can Care Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.